Well, welcome to the Faith Life Podcast. I'm Seth, and I'm here with Jordan, where we seek to look at cultural and biblical questions through the lens of Scripture. So, Jordan, you've got our question for today. We're going to get started right in. What is the question, or what are we seeking to answer in this podcast today? Today, we're going to examine why young people and youth are leaving the church. Okay, I think that's a very relevant question. I have three kids. This would be a major concern for myself. And I look at recent statistics, you see somewhere between like 70 to 80% of young people are leaving the church between the ages of 18 and 24, especially when they go off to college. You know, I don't know what that exact number is, but it's certainly a large or growing amount. And it certainly should raise concerns to us. Uh, You also see now this new description of those who call themselves religious nuns, not like nuns, but like no religion at all. It seems to be growing. They don't really identify as atheists. They would probably identify more as agnostic or they're just not religious at all. Uh, What recent statistics have shown is that those people or that group is extremely unhappy. But I think the answer to this question I want to divide it up into maybe five categories, like what's our culture's effect on our young people? What is maybe some of the educational system's effect on it? How can we as a family um, do a better job of raising our children up in the things of the Lord? How can we as a church, so I'm a pastor, I help with our youth ministry, I help with our children's ministry, I want to make sure that I'm doing my part in building them up in the faith, what does that look like? And then just kind of maybe a few thoughts around youth in general. And so I think starting with our culture, let's just be honest. There is nothing in our culture that is telling our children or our youth to follow Christ. Every television program has them under gender confusion, uh, sexuality confusion, uh, totally apart from God's design. Everything in our culture is saying seek self. What we find is selfishness will make you the most unhappy person in the world. Uh, But that's what we're finding, that there's this promotion of culture that says don't follow Christ. You don't need God in your life. Just seek to do what you want to do. Well, that's why we have probably such an unhappy culture and a selfish culture. Ultimately, though, you have a lost culture. And I think one of the greatest dangers and greatest concerns for me is I don't want my kids to be necessarily churched, although I think church attendance is important. Having them consistently in church, and I'll speak a little more about that as a family unit, is important. The main goal is not just for to have them to come to church. It is for them to know Christ, to have a personal relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But I think the first area is why are so many kids or young people not in the church? Because there's nothing in our culture at all that says follow Christ. And I think you could also piggyback on the area of our public education system there as well. And with our public education system, just think about it. We're taught that we come from nothing. I love what R.C. Sproul once said. He said, how can a young person that believes he comes from nothing and ends up as nothing, how can he believe that he is something or has value in the middle? And I think that's a very true statement that in our education system, is there 
the education of the fear of the Lord or the fear of God that is being taught? Are we taught that we are designed in the image of God for a purpose to to know God and to glorify God with our life? That's a missing component that is not heard about. No. And so you have your cultural area, you have your education system. Both of those areas are not teaching them to follow Christ. And I'll piggyback on this. If they're spending up to 40 hours a week in, in, a, in a school system that's not telling them to follow Christ, and then they're spending hours and hours listening to radio, television, and social media that is telling them not to follow Christ, and then they're only in church on a periodic basis, what do you think is going to have a greater impact in them in their life? And then so you go from culture, you go from education, and you go down to the family unit. And for the family unit, I think there's a couple things. What we're seeing in our culture is the breakdown of the family unit. Uh, the idea of two-parent homes where mother and father is there and both in church seems to be less and less. Um, our ministry focuses on reach the father, reach the family, develop children of faith. However, in a lot of situations, and even in this own, our own ministry, we may be ministering a great deal to single-parent children, and we're going to do that. And even in that, we also have uh, different ones in our church and in our community that are reaching out to young people that don't have either parent in church. I know our youth group has several young people where neither parent is in church, and we're trying to be that light of Christ as we should be, both in our kids and youth ministry. But a couple thought process, thoughts are, let's say I'm a family that's going to church. One of the things that I want to do is establish that church is important, that church is essential for spiritual growth and for the Christian life. I like what one of our conference speakers said a couple years ago. He said, if church is optional for mom and dad, you better believe that it's going to be obsolete for your kid. If it's optional for you, hey, we know the commands of Hebrews chapter 10 that tells us not to forsake our assembling of ourselves together. And that was the manner of some, but that's not. Rather, would it be building one another up uh, for good works and for the glory of God? So I think one aspect of the, as, a, as a family establishing that church is essential, that the worship of God corporately is important, but then it's got to go further than that. I remember us going probably three years ago, we were doing some outreach in our community and I stopped by a house and this guy said, hey man, my dad was a deacon and I grew up in church. And I said, so talk to me about that. He said, we lived one way at church and we lived one way at home. There can't be a great divide. You can't say, Jesus, seek him first on Sunday, sing about his greatness and his glory and then live in total contrast to that, kids see hypocrisy, right? And while none of us are, are perfect as parents, we all have flaws. And man, I, I know I have messed up in parenting my kids, uh, have made great mistakes in, in handling situations with them. And then also just in our marriage, we, we have areas that we trip up and fall. Yet for our home, it should be this mindset that Joshua had, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It shouldn't be a, a huge hypocrisy in our lives. It shouldn't be that Christ has only lived out on Sunday, but it should be consistent in our lives, uh, consistently that our kids see that. So I think from a parenting standpoint, establish early on that the worship or corporate worship is important. Number two that I would establish is seek to live Christ before them. Uh, I shared this Sunday in one of our messages, may our lips and life be 
match. Uh, there's always some areas or, or some areas of stumbling blocks that we have, but may we see that our lips and life match. And so I think that that's really important as a family. And then I would go to the next area of the church. Why are they leaving the church and what can we do about it as a church family? I think the first thing we need to do is really focus on why they're coming to church anyway. And that is to be built up in the faith, to come to a deeper relationship with God, to know God. And I think what's happened is with a lot of kids and youth ministries, while we want them to have fun, we want them to enjoy, we want them to cultivate relationships, we can't keep making the teaching of the Word of God to young people and even kids secondary or third on the list. It's got to be primary. And so what happens is these kids are ill-equipped for what is ahead of them. And so they go into secular colleges and their face destroyed because we as pastors, we as Bible teachers, we as Sunday school teachers, have we done our job to teach them the whole accounts of the Word of God? Have we sought to even teach them somewhat apologetically? Have we taught to teach them what personal holiness is in the pursuit of holiness. Hey, God has pursued you. You know Christ as your Lord and Savior. Now this is what it means to be a follower of Christ. This is an example of what living Christ out looks like. And I think this is just extremely important that we have not done enough to teach them the Word of God. If a kid has been in our Sunday school ministry, our kids ministry, our youth ministry, our student ministry here at Faith, I would be very disappointed if they were to leave without a complete understanding of the gospel or the word of God in all of those areas as well. And so we as a church, I would also say this, is the church needs to use its youth. Not just having them sit on the sidelines, not just having them, well, we'll get them to serve later. How do you infuse, how do you take on that Titus II model where you see young and old working together, where they have a voice in your ministry, they are used in their ministry, they understand that they're a huge part in the ministry. I think that is very important. I often tell our, our young people, this is your youth group, right? Ultimately, it belongs to God. Ultimately, we're going to teach you the biblical truth. But some of the things you want to see in your youth group, you need to make happen. What are some of that? Give them a voice to take part in their youth group in a place where they belong. Uh, I think sometimes we look for reasons to just completely uh, shut down a young person's idea. I, I don't think that's good. I think they want to feel a part of the church. They, they are a part of the church if they're a believer. And so making sure that we as um, even middle-aged adults and even senior adults take on these young people, get involved, help them develop and be built up in the things of the Lord as a church ministry. And then I think you sum that all up. You take where the culture is where the culture's pulling, where the education system is pulling, where the family unit is going. Churches becoming so soft in the teaching of the Word of God, compromising, and you get to this fifth category: Why are youth leaving the church? I think we've got it right. If if Christ is not lived out at home, if worship's not made a priority. If the educational system's telling me I started from nothing, I'll end up at nothing, and there's no real purpose, I don't have to answer to God, there's no fear of the Lord. If the culture doesn't, can't even tell me if I'm a male or a female, the culture no longer can define what a woman is, all this cultural confusion that is being shoved down their throats, embedded and brainwashed in, 
and they're absent of biblical, sound biblical teaching and truth, I don't think there's no doubt. And so I think we, for me, I look at it from a standpoint of what can I do first in my own home and in my own family, and then secondly, in my church as well. Jordan, you're young. You're actually around that early 20s age, the one that's not going to church. Is there something you can add that you say, hey, yes, this is probably a reason why young people are not attending church? Seth, one of the connections that you made is talking about how young people should be able to connect with our maybe our senior saints or people older than them. And I think that's why sometimes it's a big deal of who our friends are, who we surround ourselves with. And that's why here at church, uh, we should be able to make connections um, and people that may have walked uh, down a path, they could keep us from walking down that path and give us some wisdom and help us grow in our walk with Christ. So we like to call it uh, insulate, don't isolate. Like insulate yourself with other people that love the Lord. You don't have to isolate from the world. We don't partake in some of the things the world does. We seek to reach the world with the gospel, but we insulate ourselves with other Christians. And I love the fact that you talk a little bit about mentors in your life, mentors. And I think who you, who is a mentor in your life that's helping to uh, really encourage you in the things of the Lord, much like Paul did with Timothy, called him his son in the faith. Well, Jordan, thanks for your input. I hope this helps and gives a little bit uh, of thought to you on why so many young people are leaving the church and how we can do a better job of reaching them. And I also want to encourage you to tune into our next podcast, which is going to be Bible Basics, some basics to Bible study to help you in your daily growth in Scripture and in the intake of the Word of God. 